What's up, what's up? Another Tuesday, another podcast. This is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy. I'm here, Spoon, with Will Webb. How's it going? Good, good. I, I just, there's been so many matches that a lot of this is a blur now, so I'm just trying to, trying to crank them out and win a goddamn title at this point, so. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was quite the eventful time, because it, all the games kind of intertwined in between during holiday season. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to this part where it's like we have a midweek games that went into the first and second. Mm-hmm. And then there was this FA Cup fixtures that you're just like, oh, uh, we want to talk about it, but not really because yeah. various different other matches going on. But it is good that the Premier League is going to be back on. And quite a few interesting results that we didn't get to talk about. Yeah. Because of this break, and I'm actually glad that it wasn't the EPL in between. Because those two games, like, every time, it kind of got a lot. Oh, yeah. like, for the first time, I was like, that's the fixtures is a lot. <laughs> we survived, y'all. It's New year, new you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, kicking off with one of the better games of the day. Brighton and Chelsea 1-1. I predicted a draw, and... <laughs> I got it right. And it was one of those games where you saw the Chelsea letdown coming after their big wins. Mm-hmm. And Brighton at home are a tough nut. Uh, Chelsea looked average for stretches of this match. Just kind of like a... Like they just kind of... Not bored, but like they didn't look inspired. Um, Brighton gets a win with just a... If that... It was like seven seconds into the year and that goal happened. Like, good lord. Dude, like, that's goal of the year already, and we've only, you know, been in it for 15 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was quite the stunning goal by Brighton. And to be honest, the draw draw kind of reflected, for me, the overall game. Hmm? I didn't think anybody did enough to go out there and win. Chelsea, again, like, they create chances they don't score. And it's one of those things with a young team that you're going to have to learn to live with. They're eventually they're eventually going to sort out their shooting boots. Um, uh, Pulisic kind of was like pulling strings for them for a little bit there, creating a lot of chances. So that was nice. But that was the only other thing I really had to add from that is that you know I won't keep banging on about him. So they they, they Chelsea just looked average, dude. Like, eh. <laughs> Did none, nothing in this game inspired anything in me aside from meh. Yeah, I mean. Nothing else to add on, I think. The next game, another, I think, unexpected result. Burnley losing 2-1 at home to Aston Villa. Aston Villa showed some grit after their kind of disappointing Mm -hmm. festive fixtures. But again, Burnley, they keep having good games and they keep having shit games. And you're kind of like, where are you guys really going to end up? They, like... They got some defensive things they need to sort out because the back line looked really shaky in that match. Um, first off, Aston Villa, what the fuck were those kits, bruh? Like, those were really not, like, they were ugly. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a Christmas theme or someone is blind at the factory, but, like, it was not a good look, and I just had to get that out there because that shit bothered me most of this game. Um, Jack Grealish, balling. Like, yeah. uh, helped... Helped in the goal, scored a worldly of a goal himself. Um, Villa are finally kind of like, 
this is the Villa I kind of expected to see. I still think they're going to get relegated, but at least they're playing a better brand of football. Jack Grealish might be someplace else by the time I finish saying these sentences. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to get relegated if they get their players back. I don't quite know when McGinn and company are supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. But I think if their players do come back and they manage to keep Grealish and everybody, I think they're going to be fine. I, I can definitely see them not be one of the three worst teams in the league. Yeah. But Burnley again. Um, they they got to capitalize the, in, the, in these situations and kind of separate themselves like they have done previously. So kind of a surprising shock result, but... Good for Aston Villa, bad for Burnley. We'll see what happens going forward. Newcastle, st- I guess not stunned at home, but <laughs> a pretty terrible performance for them to lose 3-0 to Leicester. Granted, Leicester also had to bounce back after the two droppings that they got, so... <sighs> like, Lejeune, baby, what is you doing? Like, two of these goals, he is a dir- like are direct results of him just, like, watching these highlights back, it's him just forgetting how to play football. He goes, I put my left foot in front of my right, and then I don't know what happens next. The defending was abysmal. The crowd was completely out of it. Uh, the only other thing I can say is that I'm really excited to watch Jack Grealish and James Madison play in the Euros for England because it's about to be lit. They're both they're both going to be really good. That was that was my biggest takeaway from this match. It's like, ooh, the Euros are coming up, and I get to see these people play together. It's like an all-star game, but it actually matters. And that's how and that's how I feel about Newcastle versus Leicester. <laughs> I mean, going into Leicester City, I think they have become less and less of a threat for um, the title challenge at this point, if there's any. Yeah. And they are fighting to keep that place in Europe, but at the same time, I don't quite know if they are going to be capable if a team like Arsenal or Chelsea or I mean Chelsea is still there Spurs or United or somebody gets their act together Wolverhampton Wonders even yeah whether they will be able to hang on to that spot so I think there's still a lot to play for for Leicester mm-hmm. Newcastle I still not really much to say they're <laughs> yeah they're shit yeah. like their situational talent as you say <laughs> is pretty much what might they, keep they didn't up. situationally do shit in this game Joe Linton missed a fucking sitter and. It, Man, fuck this. It's okay, though, because the next match makes me happy. <laughs> well, you carry on. <laughs> Tell them why that makes you happy. So, the next match, if you've ever listened to the podcast, you know I enjoyed the shit out of this one. It was Southampton versus Tottenham, and the game winner, man of the match, man of my heart, love of my life aside from my wife, and probably Harry Styles. Fucking Danny Ng scored a worldie of a fucking goal and beat the shit out of Tottenham, and every minute of that match felt great, including Jose Mourinho getting a yellow card for being rude to a rude idiot or whatever he said after the in the post-match press conference. That was also amazing because he was just... I don't know what he said. I think it was something about uh, too much time being spent with the ball. Like, whatever it was, that's my game of the year already. Like... Yellow car for the manager. Danny Ng scores, scores a fucking beautiful goal. I love it. Heart, heart, eyes, emoji right now. <laughs> uh, good goal by Danny Ings. But, top of Hotspurs, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Again, like... Th- 
you expect a new manager bounce, you expect certain things, and you're just not getting them. And Mourinho, he's got to figure things out, because otherwise, this could get ugly a lot quicker than it normally does in three years. How, like, I don't want to say that it looks like Tottenham's lost the plot, but, like, it can't, like, he's been there for all of, like, what, six, seven games? Maybe not even that much. And, like, there's no market difference. Like, I don't see a Tottenham team that inspires, like, anything in me. They kind of... I said Chelsea looked bang on average. Tottenham really looked bang on average. I mean, there there were stretches of that game where, like, Spurs looked like... It's like Spurs and Southampton switch places. Like, they couldn't get their feet under them. I don't... I don't know, man. I... Maybe Mourinho getting that yellow card was kind of a thing he wanted to do to, like, fire up the team. Like, it seems like kind of a terrible tactic, but that's the only reason I could... That's what I have conceived that being. Being like, hey, come behind me because I have your best interest at heart. Will it pay off? Probably fucking not. It spurs. Yeah, I mean... I do want to see if he can go out there and win something. Because that's what he's always done. But... As it stands, I just don't see how how he can do anything. But they were missing, I think, uh, Human Song still through um, suspension. Yes. And I've always said Human Song up top and not Harry Kane is the best way to go for Spurs. They're going to have to play Human Song because Harry Kane's hurt. So I think Spurs in the next couple of games, I know they play your beloved uh, shit team that I like to call Liverpool. <laughs> That's what we all like to call them. I actually like Liverpool team that I like to call shit, but uh, <laughs> I fucked that one up. <laughs> I like to call them world champions, but no one else does. <laughs> Just keep he, going. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say one. Here's my problem. Not even Real Madrid fans, when they won three back-to-back-to-back fucking Champions Leagues, were like this fucking in your face. The way Liverpool fans are after winning one. So, that's why... There's a lot of annoyance. But, going back to this game. Yeah. <laughs> Jose Mourinho, he's got to definitely come out there and sort things out if this thing is going to last. Because, again, if things are not going to work, I wonder what Daniel Levy is going to do. Because he, I'm assuming Mourinho has a <coughs> huge um, like buyout clause or whatever. I but, thought you were going to say war chest. I was like, he has a bunch of money to work with? I this time, that. really? <laughs> I, so, again, there's a very anti-Mourinho kind of a thing to do. So, he'll have to go out there and figure things out. Um, Southampton, I mean, they're going to get these results, but they have to capitalize more on the smaller games to stay up. Which I do think they have the quality to do, but we will see whether that lasts or not. Redmond. That's, like, him and Danny might be the only reason those that team can stay up. Yeah. And Jamie Ward-Prost. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn. <laughs> but moving along, a, ve- a very nice victory for Watford FC yeah. against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves just looked tired and out of it. They left everything out there, I think, against um, Man City mm-hmm. and then against Liverpool. Yeah. So this was going to be a letdown game, and Watford were there to new manager bounce their way again into a victory. And, yeah, it's happy days for Watford right now. Yeah, not, not too it's much. It's not very happy, but... Oh, well, yeah. Uh, not too much to add to that. Uh, it, 
Watford played decent football. Like, it looked very decent. It looked flowing. It looked like it was an actual team. It was nice to see. Um, they had a TIFO before the match. Like, the fans were kind of up for it. It was, it was sick. Uh, Wolves, like you said, they're tired. They'll be okay. They just, they're, they're, they're a bit sleepy boys right now. They'll come back. It's fine. Yeah, but I think Wolverhampton Wanderers played a very good FA Cup game against us, by the way. Mm-hmm. But again, they, I think, want to get a hand on a trophy and they're looking around and we shall see if they can, I guess, stay up in Europe in a European position in the league while trying to make a run somewhere else because I think that would be very impressive if they do. Which, again, if they do, for teams like Manchester United and Arsenal, who have owners who are more worried about the money, these could be troubling times to this see is... them fall apart. Yeah. So, just a prequel of what could come. But moving along to the next game, Manchester City holding on to a 2-1 win against Everton. I think both teams played very well. Yeah. Man City just had the class to get the win. Could not agree with you anymore. Uh, I hate that I do that. Um, Gabriel Jesus, balling, like I, that's maybe it's not the best I've seen him, but that's one of his better displays of what he adds to that Man City team. Uh, Everton, I I literally wrote the words meh because I was impressed with how well they like how good they looked at certain stretches of the match, but like you said form temporary class is permanent. There's just a little bit more class on Man City right now. So not much Everton can do aside from hold hold their chins up and, you know, try to go bang out some results and move up this table. I don't like just beating y'all all the time. That's fucking what I do. I did earlier this week. I mean, Everton are, go- I think, going to be fine overall. They- mm-hmm. Carlo Ancelotti is going to steady your ship. Man City hope. Hopefully for their fans, get on a run right now because that's what they need to do. Whether the, this race ever becomes a race ever again, they need to get their confidence going yeah. in order to achieve what they really want to achieve. But again, one of those things where you don't quite know where Manchester City really are going to value once uh, Champions League is back. Yeah. So, moving Forward to another brilliant game. Norwich against Crystal Palace. 1-1. Good football by Norwich a little bit. But, I yeah, nothing really much to add to that. Uh, Connor Wickingham. Three years. Finally gets a goal. Sick. Next match. <laughs> I will say Cantwell. Very good, a very good midfielder. Yeah. Ver- like, if Manchester United is crying out for a midfielder, I would not mind paying $40 million to go get him. Just gonna put it on. Forty that. million. Yeah, I mean, because that's how much it costs if Man United gets involved. So, <laughs> like, it's like I can't even expect Ed Woodward to go out there and like financially out some Norwich. Like, <laughs> but moving on, the penultimate game of the day: David Moyes and his West Ham United absolutely smashing Bournemouth out of the park four 0 Could have been a lot worse. David Moyes. I mean, there's a proper new manager bounce in. That's, that's really Bournemouth weird. were there for the taking. Uh, Bournemouth just happened to show up on the day that West Ham were just like, eh, they might let, and blew them out of the water. Um, I have nothing more to add aside from, like, Mark Noble. Love that guy. <laughs> like, eh. 
he's always been really good. He's like criminally underrated like English player, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess he if he played for a bigger club. Yeah, if he played for a bigger club, he'd be more appreciated. I also think he was just like a cult hero at West Ham United, so he has kind of dig like like he played well, but I never thought he played just consistently well enough for me to go oh like as a player I mean I like I don't think he's gonna be called to England anytime soon sorry I keep harping on that but like I do think that like like I said one of those people if you go back over the last the last decade since we just left it he would be in that like top 100 players all time Premier League for the decade I would say so right maybe it's 100 people I mean you can't name 100 you can't name 85 people better than him alright (laughs) In the Premier League. I mean, so he- here's my problem with that situation, right? There were players like Paul Scholes who played this decade, Ryan Giggs who played this decade, who will basically make it in because of... What they did before. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you include those players, then like, no, he's not a top 100 player of the decade. So if you don't include those players... Well, he played the same... He was also... Yeah, because he's never done anything extraordinary for me to be like, oh, shit... I would put Marwan Fellaini over him. Because Fellaini made impact on English football. I mean, I would... I also agree with that, but, like... Like... This is a whole different podcast we could do, because now I'm just like, well, who else would you put on that list? Like, there's not a... I guess if you're only putting Premier League champions, you'd have to, like, leave out, like, Gerard and shit. So... And Mark Noble. So fuck you. Both times. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because they thought, like, Gerard was, like, the cream of the crop. That's why he's, like, Mark Noble should be there. Because, like, <laughs> similar cult hero players never won the league. So. <laughs> I'm sorry I even brought that motherfucking name up now. <laughs> Go to the next match. <laughs> but, hey, Bournemouth, you... I don't think Eddie Howe's going to get fired. I think he might walk away, though. He... I think he could... He's... I don't want to say he's the line in the sand, because that sounds way too serious, but he sees the, uh, he sees the horizon in the distance and he knows he's not going to get there with them, so he needs to just take a step down. I should have just gone line in the sand, that was way easier. <laughs> yeah, but, um, we'll see. I think David Moyes, exciting times for West Ham if he can produce this on a more regular basis than Manuel Plenicrini did. Final game of the day, Arsenal Football Club led out by Mikel Arteta, absolutely dismantling and injured crippled Manchester United team 2-0 led out by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I mean I said we were going to lose I had absolutely no confidence going in and I was like yeah like we don't when Matic and Fred are your two midfielders fit to play at Emirates that is just not good enough I uh, as far as Arsenal go like they look like they were having fun like they look they they look like the team that you expect Arsenal to be just in your head when you think of the talent that Arsenal has and you see them play. That's how they played this match, if that makes any sense. If it doesn't, please tweet me and I will try to explain it better. Uh, I'll tell you my Twitter handle later. Um, anyway, in, as far as you guys go, y'all just look like I got bullied a lot by Arsenal. Like they just played a look, not bigger than you, but just like they kind of bullied you around. Uh, and I, y'all be okay, but that was like a worrying performance, I guess. Like I don't, I don't know. 
I mean, it, it was... It, you're just, you guys are just too up and down for me to be like, ah, I'm worried, or be like, oh, you know, you know, I'm a hot take machine. I want to be like, this is the death of Manchester United. I just can't, because I don't know what to expect. I mean, I don't know what death of Manchester United would mean, because like, we're, we're already dead from like what we used to be. But it it's one of those things where we knew we needed midfielders. We let Fellaini go. We let... Um, Herrera walk away and we signed nobody we let Sanchez go we let Lukaku go we signed nobody and like how do you expect the team to function like that and honestly and this is why I brought up the ownership earlier it's one of those things where you know what the owners are still going to keep making money because at the end of the day as long as they fire Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the next couple of months get Pochettino in, sell hope again for the next two years, everyone's going to be buying jerseys, everyone's going to be doing all that stuff, they'll be making money. Our Chevrolet deal's done, and we're about to get one of the biggest shirt deals while playing, like, absolute garbage. Like, and we should be looking to sign players. We're letting Ashley Young walk away. We There were talks and Matic might leave, and I'm like, yo, if Matic had left, our under-23 midfielders are hurt, so we would have had to, like, promote somebody from 18. So it's... This is a bare-bones operation going on at Manchester United that, like, nobody wants to accept. And, yes, Paul Pogba's hurt. Yes, Scott McTominay is hurt. Yo, if you're a big club, if you're a good team, you plan for those things. You have a contingency. Even fucking right? Arsenal has more players than we do. <laughs> like... Yeah? <laughs> It's one of those things when today, when we played Manchester City, we showed hard. That was not the problem. Unlike the first game, we just didn't have the quality. We just sent out Phil Jones, Victor Lindelof, the two senior defenders who are fit. Think about it. You said Phil Jones and my brain immediately shut off. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> when it's that dire, like, yes, the manager should be doing better, like, what what's he gonna do? If Pochettino, if if this was Mourinho, that's a four 0 dropping from Arsenal. Yeah. So. It's one of those things where Rashford this, and like Dan James and Martial and Greenwoods and they're all having to come out and like have individual moments of brilliance for us to win games, because nobody's there to pass it from the midfield. There's something to be taken from that though, because I feel like the individual moments of brilliance will, if I. If you stick with the manager for another year, maybe they could get over the hump, is what I said. There are I still believe that. I think if we fire him, all the work, everything we have done so far, is all going to go out of the waste. Yeah. And he's going to come in and be like, hey, I want this guy, this guy, this guy. So, I don't know. Arsenal, though, Arteta got them playing very well. Yeah. And this was going to be the game that they were going to bounce up, to be honest. When I said they had a draw, they had a loss. This was going to be the game. They take advantage, and yeah, they did. Yeah. So good win for them. Bad loss for Manchester United. Maybe ominous signs coming for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and his squad. Moving on to the last game of the weekend, Liverpool Football Club taking on Sheffield United and Chris Wilder and the boys. I'm gonna say this very proudly. If it wasn't for Dean Henderson, man, that should have, that would have been like eight nothing. Dean, I, before I go on my my spiel. Um, and deal with me, Josh Spiel. Um, damn, Dean Henderson looked good out there. 
he made some like great fucking saves. Like, can't even deny it. Like, do look good. He's better than Pickford. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> he has the second highest number of clean sheets. He he deserves he deserves to be on that plane to wherever the fuck England start their Euro campaign because it's fucking Game of Thrones, map. Um, as far as my team goes, this match kind of scared the shit out of me in a good way because that was a perform in all of my years of watching the Premier League. Those are the performances that you see from teams in fixtures like this that go on to win titles. Chelsea did it all the time. United did it all the time. I've seen City do it way too many fucking times. But fucking Leicester did it a couple times. That's one of those, you go out, you do your job, you go home, and you win. And the match ended, I turned to my wife and I went, holy fuck, I think this might be it. I don't think it's, I don't... I know most people are already like, yeah, it's a fucking thing, get over it, whatever. This was the match where I was like, we're playing like fucking champions, we're about to go out there and just win this shit, and fuck it, I don't know how to feel about that. It's kind of, it's kind of, it it got real to you, boy. It got real to you, boy. That's that's the best way I can put it. It kind of hit me that we might be as good as I've been saying for the last 17 years. <laughs> so, shit. And now I'm kind of choked up about it. Fuck. Hey. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you guys are about to stab me, but just let me have my moment. I mean, dude, <laughs> Liverpool playing very well. Nothing against them. I just think there's more to them than what people have given them credit for in the past. And, yeah, like, I'll say this. I said it earlier before the game, for before our game, to a couple of our friends. Um, Trent Alexander so today there was the David Beckham's like cross crossing compilation yeah, yeah. from uh, Champions League on Twitter yeah watching that I was just like damn man that's literally <laughs> that's the compilation right there <laughs> got it ready to go <laughs> that's uh, that's Trent Alexander Arnold yeah like you know it's I like it's and I think what made like <laughs> because obviously this happened 93 days ago, going back and then remembering that we played Everton in the FA Cup and seeing the kids go out there and do that, all of a sudden I had this bolster hope about my club and that's why I my like my notes were just like, I guess we're going to win the title? Is this real? Question mark? You're going to. I know, but it if just... There is it, no way in hell even Liverpool can fuck this. <laughs> it, like, if you have $100,000 to waste right now, Go put a hundred thousand dollars on Liverpool to win the league. They are going to win the league. It the only way Liverpool can lose this title is if somehow they change the name to Cleveland. <laughs> no, that you know I know this. No, it, it's Cleveland's won a title more recently than fucking Liverpool, dude. Bro, Liverpool won a title. <laughs> Cheers to that. Uh, we don't call Champions League titles. We call them Champions Leagues. We call titles. Oh, oh, titles. oh, no. You can't just... No, yes. no, no, no. I don't like this. I don't like this. This isn't fair. No, 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 no. This is not fair. <laughs> Look. It is. The Cavs didn't have to play Real Madrid, man. All right? The Cavs had to play the greatest team that's ever assembled. Golden State Warriors. Uh, I was like, the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq? 
I'm giving you your due on that one, so you better take it while it's there. Sure, but (laughs) not the point. However, (laughs) Jurgen Klopp, I think, is doing very well managing the whole squad. And I I do think you guys are about to compete on all three fronts remaining, which is very scary to think about. Uh, Not to take anything away from Sheffield United either, because those guys... They they still look threatening up front for several stretches of that game, and I really like this team. And again, I would not be mad if Dean Henderson was the guy going first choice on that plane to Azerbaijan, Sweden, Russia, Spain. Are they staying at Wembley? Stud front. I've run out of stadiums. Fuck. <laughs> San Siro. Yeah, Italy. Duh. Duh, stop me. <laughs> I can keep going. I the, mean, the Olympieski. You could keep going. <laughs> At this point, I really don't have a lot to say. So, with that, we will see you guys on the Thursday edition of this podcast with betting and much more insights for the upcoming weekend's games. And we'll go over who made how much money over this past weekend. So, see you guys on the other side. Peace. I'll stop crying. <laughs> <laughs>